0: Hello, and welcome to the only podcast where two of the three hosts have assigned John Jackson Miller the Living Force poster. I'm Luke.
1: Are you going? Do you want me to hit record? Are you kidding me?
2: Are you kidding? I'm Max. And I'm the uh, posterless Matt. (laughs) Are we live?
0: Are we recording?
2: All All right. right. You didn't think that joke was funny enough, so you got to (laughs) impress.
1: kidding <laughs> he's just the joke a, is funny but it's only funny for us because matt's the only one who's bitter about not getting a signed john jackson helicopter. i'm not
2: bitter but also all the fans will love that it's it's a it's an inside joke i'm not bitter this is like the third time you've brought it up
1: matthew clearly it's bothering you it's
0: funny. for those that weren't in the room just now about 10 minutes ago matt just said Unprompted. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if for our opening joke we talked about how I don't have a poster and you guys do? No. As he looked
2: glaringly at Max's poster on the wall, this is what happened. Luke said, "I don't have a joke. Does anybody have anything?" And I looked to my right, and there was a poster that Max got signed by John Jackson Miller. And I just so happened to did it didn't I did not get one. Unknowingly, why? I do not even know. why he
1: was there with us,
2: even though I was standing right, in, I stand in the QR code. I don't want to get Louis Lettergate this. Oh, we can have John Jackson Miller on the podcast. He's a very lovely man. If he comes, he'll be sure to
0: give you an autographed poster. He's probably sure. heartbroken that this meant so much to you and he didn't give you one. <laughs> That's true. It. He's probably a devout listener now, and every week he just gets more and more sad. He's gonna mail it to us. <laughs> we gotta set up a PO box. We, yeah, we have a lot to do in 2024. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll we'll cut in the music to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw a grenade into Matt's whole entire editing process. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our uh, recap of the 2023 Star Wars year. This was a big year for us personally, obviously starting uh, the podcast. It was a big year for Star Wars. A lot of good stuff came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to quite get into all of it. Like there are comprehensive YouTube videos you could watch if you want to see everything that came out in uh, 2023.
2: I was really gonna. I was thinking you were gonna say, and I made a video. We're gonna go watch it right now. <laughs>
0: oh that would be funny (laughs) i did not uh i just wanted to hit our own personal highlights so max you want to go first like what are your favorite things that came out for star wars in 2023 yeah my favorite thing that came out in 2023
1: uh is the bad batch it started in january of 23 so very early on and it ran for 16 episodes season two and it was phenomenal i don't know how much you want me to say off the bat
2: i was worried you were gonna read your wikipedia page (laughs) again The Bad Batch (laughs) is
1: produced by Dave Filoni.
2: Bad Batch, I I agree. Bad Batch was an interesting watch this year for season two, um, or last year rather, 2023, because I didn't watch it... the first season, every single week, I was very dedicated to it. And I feel like I don't just busyness, I think, maybe. I didn't get to it every single week. I started it and then there was a lull. And then Max, you texted me like you have to finish Bad Batch season two. I was the same way, and I'm super bummed looking back on it because season two was even better than season one. One thousand percent. Oh yeah. Yep. It was I think it's one of those things too where Bad Batch, again, not to like review it, but I, I do think it's it could learn a little bit of something for the animated shows where they could have a different release schedule. Like, hey, maybe we go three episodes, three episodes episodes and then you start doing one episodes in one episode because I do love when shows kind of give you a bit of a binge when you're able to sink your teeth into it a little bit and like I think Bad Batch being an animated show only half hour I think they could afford to do that
0: Young Jedi Adventures does that oh, they, they don't release do they? weekly they release in batches like that
2: yeah oh, I love I love a batch release especially like uh the Ahsoka episodes one and two perfect right it really did just is able to jumpstart you and you're like, oh my god. And or episodes one, two and three. Yes, oh my god. Yeah, even the best example. So dare I
1: as I'm looking at it on IMDb, the release dates, if this is accurate, I thought that they came out one at a time, but apparently a couple of them came out two at a time. Did it's they? For like two episode story arcs and stuff. Um, I don't remember that though, because I also did the exact same thing where I actually <laughs> didn't watch it week to week as yeah. it was coming out That's what, yeah. because it was like one or two episodes. Even if it's two episodes, this is like a, a 25 minute yeah. animated show. So it was just like a weird thing to be like, oh yes, I get my weekly dose of that. Yeah, Like it feels like something that should be like binged more. I have know? a free
2: hour on a Saturday. Maybe that's why, maybe we all kind of learned our lesson in, with season one and then they obviously try to change it and none of us <laughs> care to stick around to watch it for some reason week to week. Because, yeah, it is one of those things where I'm like, eh, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, that's just another benefit of having this podcast, that now we're going to be, when season three comes out in 2024, we'll be watching it with purpose. We definitely won't miss a week. We'll have time to digest and sit with each episode, because I'm sure we'll talk about each episode as they come.
2: Especially since it's the last season. And that, yeah. It's and, like, and it's great. I don't, Yes, it is. Especially with the the, the supposed death of, death of tech. Yes. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Especially episode one, except maybe it'll be a fake out, and it'll and be a lot a- more
1: things that they set up too. So, uh, what's your yeah. name? That bad scientist lady? Oh yes, is another clone yep. of Omega Crosshair. Um, Crosshair and Omega. Crosshair and Omega are together. Uh, Crosshair's kind of come back to the light a little bit. Uh, Cody was in an episode. Yeah, maybe we'll see Cody some more. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good things that it's set up, and I feel like for the animated shows too, it has the best overarching. Uh, continuous story. Like, I love Clone Wars, but it was, it's an anthology, right? Every yeah. two, three episodes or whatever is a single story arc. And then Rebels, it was a lot more filler. It wasn't until kind of the later seasons where there was more of a continuous story yeah. throughout all the episodes. Absolutely. And I really like that The Bad Batch kind of sticks with that continuous story throughout.
2: Yeesh. Uh
0: Star Wars Resistance also had a, a good amount of filler episodes. So it's not really like I'm defending resi- I no one ever talks about resistance but we will very sad. soon we
2: do a review i
0: would like to and i, I don't. Know, it, it doesn't really apply to this particular conversation but you were like going through all the animated shows and I, it bums me out that it's never a part of them That's <laughs> i like resistance maybe this isn't the time to defend it but <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even come out in 2023 uh matt what were your, what was one of your favorite things in 2023
2: um one of my this is kind of a you know i'll save my my, my my favorite, I guess, thing for the next round when we're going in a circle, but my... It's a little bit of an off-the-cuff one. Um, The company Mondo, who was recently acquired by Funko, who kind of discontinued the poster section, so maybe they're not in such a hot spot, but last year when they released the uh deluxe 4 LP vinyl soundtrack of Rogue One, um, this is, this is, you know, obviously isn't really necessarily content in the same way we're watching bad batch or uh, spoiler Ahsoka or other things. But, um, I think this is one of the most beautiful vinyl sets I've ever, I've ever gotten when you take it out uh, of the, of the package, it's, it's four separate LPs. Um, it also has unreleased bonus tracks that aren't on Spotify or anything else. And really? so yep, those are a blast to listen to and hear. And I like, I like music. I like soundtracks. I like vinyl. Um, but then the actual art I think is just, you know, is, is great. Each sleeve has a different character on it. Um, and they also on the other side then have what looks like the Death Star plans, which is really fun. So between the art, being able to listen to that music and have unreleased tracks um, is is a blast. And so that was my favorite thing in Star Wars of 2023, um, being able to get that. Because I believe it – now. I'm, I think it came out in 2023. I believe it came out in April because I pre-ordered it in 2022, I believe. Um and it came out I uh, believe believe in April of last year. Um, but that's by far one of my favorite things. I still I listen to it all, a bunch and Star Wars soundtracks on vinyl are, are just so fun because you can put them on and get lost doing whatever. Uh, that's really cool. I I'm not into vinyl and mm-hmm. I don't really get I don't really
0: get it. What what do you, when you put it on when you put on a vinyl do you no. is it like you're it's in the 1950s again? You put yourself a glass of scotch and ah. beat the hell out of your wife. Like, I, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: Did you just want to say it for that joke?
0: I I genuinely don't get it. Like right. I do,
2: because I, I really was interested in that. And man, that was a singer of a of an end of the sentence. But um, for so for. I guess to why vinyl in general, which I got into, but I think there's this lack of, and not to get too existential with it, but there's this lack of buying physical media. Like there was when we were kids, like when we were kids going to buy action figures and seeing them in the store and they, they they weren't there. So you're hunting around all day and you're making, you're dragging your parents everywhere to find this. There's this hunting aspect of it, of wanting to get that vinyl, Um, especially with a lot of these, especially with Mondo, they do limited releases. And so, uh, not only do they do limited releases, but for example, they the solo soundtrack, one of my other favorite releases, but that was a couple of years before, they have the hyperspace ver- vinyl variant. So it looks like hyperspace. I believe I've showed this to you before as well. Yeah. So there's only like, just say 300 of those. And then there's 400 of the black vinyl, which is the standard black vinyl. It's 180 grams, right? It's it's going to sound really nice. It's it's a thick vinyl, heavy vinyl, but you want the hyperspace one because it's limited and it looks cooler. And so I think there's a there's a funness of being able to find things Anybody can just go online and shop for anything now. And so even if it's something is sold out, it's fun to go to record shops and try to find, you know, and ask around and be like, Hey, if you ever get this in, please give me a call. You know, it is like an old way. I think that is still alive, um, you know, of thinking kind of, and being able to hunt that stuff. And I talked to my brother specifically, Mike about this Mitch as well, but to get that feeling of being able to hunt something down and find something exciting. And, you know, I, I never, I still don't get it, you know, as nearly as of a, a rush as I did when I was a kid going into a, you know, a a toy store or the exchange up in Cleveland to see if they have that action figure that I really want. Cause now it's like, it's, it's fun when I can buy whatever I want online, but knowing I can buy whatever I want online at the, you know, in the, it's just on my fingertips isn't as fun as that, is that hunt and that mystery. And then beyond that, it it sounds fun. And then last thing I guess too, is you're able to put it on, do something for 20 minutes, turn your brain off and then know you're gonna have to flip it over you get distracted and you feel the music and then you're able to flip it over and go on for another 20 minutes. And it's a nice increment of time. So I do that a lot when I'm writing. So when I'm writing by myself, I put a vinyl on, I'm like, okay, hit, hit, go, I get lost. And then it's an instant stop, right? The music stops. The needle goes up, it goes off by itself. And yeah, I'm forced to switch it. So it's a nice mental, uh, timer for, for writing as well.
0: That, that makes sense. The being able to write is a good activity to do while listening to something like that. Um, I like to put on Taylor Swift in my house and mm-hmm. just on, on Spotify on the TV and it doesn't give me like a set time to change it or yeah. do something like that. It just starts playing not Taylor Swift after mm-hmm. it gets through the album and it plays like randomly some song I've never heard of and it just fills me with rage. So I would love <laughs> to have the
2: opposite of that experience. Have you Lionel. ever tried a uh, Spotify playlist of all Taylor Swift music? <laughs> uh, surely you will not run out for at least a couple hours. For I, I like listening to the albums one at a time to... For... i agree that's oh that's another thing is listening to an actual album because that's the thing is i feel like a lot of things are just like oh that's a great song but like actually to have a sit down and have an experience with an album is great and that's not a new thing and that's a, such a bullshit thing that people always say but it is really nice actually okay
0: uh, well I'm glad, I'm glad we had that conversation so you like to write while you listen to your vinyl yes and i did not actually think that you do beat your wife i that that was a joke about men in the 50s <laughs> yeah
2: i figured <laughs> jesus
0: just, just in case your fbi agent is listening
2: my FBI agent? What does that mean?
0: <laughs> Everyone's got one. You haven't heard that mean? God, you're old. Everyone has an FBI agent that follows you around on the internet. No, I... Yeah, maybe that person, I don't... Anyway, <laughs> my... Not my favorite thing in, in 2023, because there was a lot to like, but something I really wanted to highlight is the Young Jedi Adventures, the kids series that came out. It's good. It's in the higher public, so it's right up my alley, and I just think it's such a fascinating, gaping hole. In Disney Star Wars that needed to be filled? Like, there was no Star Wars kids show. I don't know why you're phrasing it, things eight, like that.
2: What, what like giant gaping like hole that gaping needs to be hole. filled? Jesus, Luke. What do what what you do in this episode? <laughs> also, did you just make money by mentioning the High Republic again? <laughs> oh, if only. And there's more money. <laughs> uh, but, you know what I
0: mean? Like, Disney had Star Wars yeah. for eight years and just now came out with a true kids show. Like, I know they were making animation, but we've talked before. Like, it's aimed at... Yeah. 10-year-olds for Rebels Season 1 at the youngest, and Mm -hmm. there's obviously Disney fans that are a lot younger than that. I'm surprised it took them this long to get a true four, five, six, seven-year-old age uh, targeted show. Yeah, that's true. I always think
1: about how whenever people talk about Clone Wars or Rebels, uh, you know, we're very passionate about it. It's a very good show. If you call it a kid's show, we get very defensive, Mm -hmm. even though eh, maybe it is one. But it's an animated <laughs> show. It's not a kid's show. It's really good. It's got great adult themes. And then I remember when this show was coming out, and I was like, oh, this is great. We're getting another animated show. And then I started to kind of like see the trailer or whatever or mm. get an idea of it. And I was like, oh, this this is a kid's show. That's a kid's yes. show. And then it upset me more than I was like, son of a... Is this what people think when they call Clone Wars a kid's show? Yeah, like they see these, They see these two things, and they're just like, yes, those are the same.
2: I think there's a weird connotation also with like, oh, it's an animated show, so it's a kids show. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of when that started. It had to be with like the Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbarian. That's not right. Hanna Barbera. Thank you. Yes, Hanna Barbarian. What the fuck am I thinking? It had to be in that era with like Scooby. I love Scooby Doo. Where are you as well? But like, it had to be with that era with the, the Jetsons and the Flintstones because I feel like you know you, i'm thinking of the 90s you think south park you think the simpsons you think family guy even when it started in the late 90s you think of all these adult you daria you think of all these ad, a, all animated it's shows
1: dora to <laughs> yeah oh yeah that yeah. is yeah um
2: <laughs> uh, all these animated shows that are for adults and i feel like they're for some reason it was like oh yes yeah, so all we all enjoy those types of shows and for some reason i feel like it got skewed back into like oh it's just animation is for kids and i'm like well that really and so now there's a weird connotation with it
0: but there is like a lot of success in rick and morty and archer and all these adult animation there's just no line in people's heads like it's either kids or adults there's no yeah like animation for everyone yeah maybe that's why this does get blurred because
1: this is kind of for everyone, because it's like, well, it is for kids, but it's also very adult and thematic.
2: Like, I guess. It's like the socks I'm wearing right now. Yeah,
1: Clone Wars and Rebels. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Bob's Burgers, the perfect combination, I think. That is a show that doesn't skew two adult, but also doesn't skew two kids. It's very, it can be very raunchy, but also it can be very heartfelt and whatever, so... Is that considered adult animation? I've never seen it. Oh, it's a, you should really watch it. Yeah, they also, uh, Luke, it's like a, they do like, musicals and stuff in it too. You would love oh, Bob's like, It's so good. I do like that. I, I typically th- don't
0: like adult animation because the animation style is mm-hmm. so low effort. It, I, don't like, I don't like the style, you know? Like like,
2: like yeah, Family Guy and mm-hmm. Simpsons. It's oh, just... Simpsons is so good. The, yeah, I, I love the animation style of, of Simpsons, but that's a whole other thing. I can see that with South Park and Family Guy, mm-hmm. but Simpsons is so good.
1: There's some animation styles that I don't like. Same. I always make the same joke to uh, one of our friends who really likes uh, Rick and Morty. um, That, because I've never seen it, but I always (laughs) compare it to Family Guy. It really upsets them. Whenever I say something about Rick and Morty, I'm always like, oh, you know what? That reminds me. You should check out the show called Family Guy. I think we (laughs) He's like, like, no, this is like a
0: really good show.
1: (laughs) Even
0: though I do the exact same thing with Clone Wars. <laughs> but it's different for Star Wars. It is I, different. I, I agree. Uh, Max, what else you got in 2023 that you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted
1: to uh, highlight uh, Rise of the Red Blade. It is a book that came out earlier this year. I actually did a Rogue one on it. You can go listen to it. I break down the entire plot to the to mo- uh, to the to the book. Um, and it was so good. It was one of the few Star Wars books that I could not put down. And I was really thankful for it because... When I decided to do a Rogue One on it, it kind of gave me an obligation to read the book. And oftentimes, when I'm doing anything out of obligation, I start to lose the joy. And that didn't really happen with this one. Like, I genuinely loved reading it throughout the entire book. It was really good. And um, I said it in the Rogue One, but I'll say it again. I love that it was just completely disconnected from everything else going on this wasn't a promotion of some big event it wasn't a tie-in to an upcoming movie or anything mm-hmm. like that this was just a, a a one-off story that the author said hey you know what i got an idea and i'd really like to tell it and they did it and it was fantastic and those are the types of things that i always look for like just genuine ideas like that original ideas and the the plot of the book was really good and it dealt with some really heavy themes too themes that had i kind of known about it beforehand it might have even turned me off a little bit. Like, if someone was like, "Oh, there's this really great Star Wars book. It has to do with the issues of like belonging and identity and mental health," I'd be like, "Oh, that doesn't sound very Star Warsy to me." But then when I read this book, it was it was very powerful and it was really good. So I, I highly recommend it. I recommend you listen to it uh, if you don't want, or I ha- recommend you read it if you have already read it, or if you don't want to read mm-hmm. it, then go listen to uh, the Rogue One where we talk about it because it was it was so good.
2: Is that how you feel about hanging out? like if you just hang out with somebody you enjoy but if we have plans you're obligated to them you don't enjoy it
1: yeah every time we're about to record i'm like oh gosh these guys can we just hang out tomorrow instead
2: that's how you feel about prison too you like being alone in solitary confinement but when you're obligated to do (laughs) it court order that's what draws the line i'm glad you thought that was funny because that was my original joke and (laughs) i really got me i went to the hanging out it's just like that i love being alone but i would hate prison (laughs) Do you have that thought sometimes where you're like, what happens, but oh, man, so yeah, you have, because you, for your birthday, your wife gave you a hotel room
0: so you can just go be by yourself. <laughs> I did not have the thought of that being like prison though. It was like That's the opposite true. of prison. It was such a gift and I loved it. I went and stayed alone in a hotel room and was <laughs> with my thoughts and read a book. I loved it. But I, yeah, being in prison is not the same.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm glad that they got you. Yeah, that was
0: a 10 out of 10 joke, Matthew. Thank you.
1: Rise yeah. of the Red Blade. Yes, yeah, Nothing like prison. It was fantastic.
2: <laughs> read it. Yeah, I really... And you also have a great Rogue One about it, and I think that was... I mean, that was really entertaining, and I think you gave a great synopsis of it, and we didn't we read the book, which we something that we've been doing, you know, with me and Duel of the Fates, you with the whole um, High Republic, and you with the Rise of the Red Blade. It was... I think, uh, you know, we've been... Oh, and... To get, yeah.
1: Sorry. One last thing about that book that I also wanted to say. Again, I talk about it in the Rogue One, but it's also all building up to a tie-in to a, a very minor issue in a darth vader comic series and the fact that those things just connected so well it was it felt like it was just for me it was awesome
0: yes i remember you saying that yeah because the stars really aligned because you went rogue the month before about that darth vader comic and yes the month after about rise of the red blade
1: and i did not do that knowing that that was going to happen it was just crazy like as that was happening my jaw was just open i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this my mouth was agape, Matthew.
0: All right. <laughs> What's going on, today? Right? <laughs> anyway, Matthew, what do you think about- uh, your What am ne- I thinking about? <laughs> the, ne- the next uh, topic from 2023 that you wanted to bring up. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's, I think it's uh, the obvious. It's also low-hanging fruit. But my favorite thing in Star Wars, besides, again, this podcast, which we can get to a little bit, is Ahsoka. I mean, beyond it being an amazing show, being able to sit down and watch it with you guys, which, which was a blast, I think- because usually I watch, you know, kind of watch Star Wars in a silo a bit. Like obviously Max, you and I watched Mando every week. Uh, Luke, you, I guess you probably would have watched this if it came out earlier in the day and wouldn't have told us about it. But (laughs) you did have a choice. Um, But be able to watch it with you guys, was a blast and then record right after. I don't think we've, you those the experiences. That's why we started this podcast, like to be able to sit down, watch the show, and then record right after. Like we were like fourteen years old. Like it was a blast to do, and then the show itself was amazing. I mean, like it, it's like the perfect combination between Mandalorian and Andor, which again we've talked to nausea about with within Ahsoka. But I absolutely loved Ahsoka every single week, every single episode. The the theorizing that went along with it. Seeing Ezra, seeing Thrawn, uh, seeing these characters that we've seen in Clone Wars and Rebels in live action for the first time ever. I mean, I don't think it could get any better than that, right? I mean, it was so stellar.
0: I agree. I think Ahsoka would get the uh, subtitle of 2023 in Star Wars if I had to pick one thing. I mean, I I obviously talked about Young Jedi Adventures, and I'm about to talk about the High Republic, but I I wanted to (laughs) talk about a bunch of different stuff, and I think Ahsoka was probably my favorite part of 2023 as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, right? Yeah, Hard to say that wasn't the highlight.
2: Yeah. And you did it. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Max actually hates (laughs) Ahsoka. No. Uh, And then that
0: comes back to me. And I'd like to talk about the High Republic, of course, because 2023 is a lot of time for a lot of stories in the High Republic. Um, It was mostly phase two and the very beginning of phase three. So we had like the mainline High Republic comic and the High Republic adventures in phase two and in phase three. And. There was a lot that I didn't get a chance to read and a lot that I did. Overall, I hadn't been liking phase two as much as phase one or not that phase three has started as much as phase three. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons that it go- the jump back in time was a bold decision and it kind of takes you out of all the caring about all these characters and stuff and, the story is kind of predictable because like you know it's about the path of the open hand that will turn in the, that's this cult and it turns into the nile and it's very obvious because there's a couple of people with the last name roe and you know that they're going to be descendants of markian roe mm-hmm. and so it's like not that surprising a lot of the first couple books and the comics and the audiobook dealt with the same event the battle of Jeddah, which was like cool to see but you just kept seeing it from different points of view and it wasn't that great but now that phase three has started i am blown away at how much it is pulling in from phase two despite it being like 150 year gap between them i was really really surprised when i read eye of darkness which i think is probably the favorite my favorite book that i read in 2023 it's the first book of phase mm-hmm. three and it just came out in november it's the one that i insisted the three of us would read together and a, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys did not. I we did not. Was that the one that? You, there was no problem for us to read that. That was the one. It was when I did my Rogue one in. Oh, yeah. I October. I said the first book for Phase three comes up in November. We're all gonna read it. And then I never brought it up again because. Yeah, I was gonna say you never brought it up again. Was that the difference? Would you have read it if I brought it up?
2: All I'm saying is, you got you. You bought us. You bought us a couple um Black series figures. If you just want to save it up a little bit more, you gotta bought us the book. Is that the difference? If I buy you the book, No,
0: you read it?
1: <laughs> no, it's 100% the time commitment. That's s- true.
0: Yeah, because I... I, Cause buy I think the- I might
1: even have that book. I have so many <laughs> Star Wars books on my shelf right now and I, I actually have two shelves of Star Wars books. One of them is has read and one of them is need to read. So, I just...
2: It's the time. You know what would be fun is if you did... If you just read it to us like story time once a week we did your rogue one you just read it to us and then i realized that's just an audio book <laughs> <Just laughs> but like a book with a live audio <laughs> but like it, but how fun would that be <laughs> there's
0: actually this guy um oh my god i forget his name who's who's the guy that the mark thompson well not the joke <laughs> i was gonna say there's this guy named mark thompson that will do it for you but he's really really good at it <laughs> but you had to think about his name first <laughs> oh, just a second brain ah
1: Oh, well. Just Ed- imagine in every conversation in. regarding Mark Thompson, people are going to be like, oh, Mark Thompson, he's one of my favorite uh, uh, book readers. What's, what's his title? Narrator. Narrator. Yeah. Narrator. Thank you. Book readers. <laughs> <laughs> and people are going to be like, oh, I prefer
2: Force for Thought. I prefer <laughs> Force. <laughs> Let me hear that, sil- that silky voice, Luke. <laughs>
0: That's actually so funny that we're talking about this because I have listened to a lot of Star Wars books as audiobooks and. The Eye of Darkness, this most recent one, is the first one that I've actually been like really blown away with the performance of the narrator, especially because Mark Thompson is not, it's not like this is his first time, he's narrated a lot of books that I've read already, but his performance, which I've never really thought of it as a performance, but it really is, oh, at yeah. least in The Eye of Darkness. He's able to do the voices for different characters, but he's able to bring a ton of emotion to all these characters, and I it really like really took me aback a few times listening to The Eye of Darkness. And so, you know, The higher public overall is one of my highlights of 2023, as I'm sure it'll be for 24 and 25. But I think The Eye of Darkness takes the prize for the overall story. I do hope to go rogue about it, so I won't talk about it too much. Um, But the comics were also really good. The Eye of Dark, like I said, The Eye of Darkness had a lot of tie-ins to Phase 2, which surprised me. And it uh, made me go back and reread The Blade, which is a Phase 2 comic that came out in 2023 about Porter Angle. And upon reread, that comic is also super good. Max, did you read that one? I did. I loved it because General Vese, the villain in that, is in The Eye of Darkness. And she's a oh, nice. Miri Allen and she's like younger in uh, The Blade. And then she's, I don't know, like 150, 200 years old. And that's like a real relatively new lore edition that Miri Allen's live really long because Vernestra Rowe is going to be in The Acolyte and she's... In the High Republic right now,
1: that's cool. I didn't know that. No, I read it, but I I thought it was only okay. But again, when I read the High Republic comics, and I'm only getting the comics, I'm not getting the other tie-ins like the other novels or anything like that. I always just kind of feel like I'm missing something. The Blade was kind of like a standalone comic, so I I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, but I also read uh the High Republic mainline comic, um, which had to deal with the uh, Battle of Jeddah uh-huh. and that did have that feeling where I was like I feel like I'm only getting half the story here
0: yeah it was weird like every comic or every instance of that story being told felt like that and you were just seeing like the battle from a different point of view and like in every in the battle of Jeddah, and in the book and in the comic that was all like alluding to like oh the path of the open hand is behind all of this and, like, as the reader, you know that they're going to turn into the Nile, and you know that they're behind all this, and you just have to f- watch as mm-hmm. several different characters from several different stories figure this out. And that that didn't quite land for me, but um, the Blade did, and the Higher Public Adventures in Phase 2 also really landed for me. That was the one with Dexter Jetster being a mm-hmm. space pirate, and That's with so Mas Kanata. that was a lot of fun.
1: But, before we go farther, I'm just... My mind is going a million miles a minute right now about Mark Thompson. You think we can get him on the pod? Because I got a lot of questions about narrating. Do you think yeah. he had to read that entire book beforehand? Oh, yeah. Like, do you think he's sitting in the studio it, reading like, and he's like,
0: oh,
2: shit. No. no. It's got to no, be like a script, right? Read yeah.
1: Before. I would imagine. Do you think he... it's not even the book? He has like a completely different draft of it?
2: Yeah, probably. In order, to, especially line wise to read, I assume.
0: Yeah, maybe he just has his Kindle with the brightness turned up. That ain't good now you absolutely have to read that before i mean how could you even read it with if you're not trying to do voices not to mention you got to start doing a voice like if it, there's a page break and then yeah. it just opens up with dialogue and it's like you only dialogue a dialogue dialogue, and dialogue doing said a vo- Yoda and you have to do a completely different voice <laughs> that's funny like they they premeditate all that interesting um, I got a lot of questions about how that works. I would like to know more. Well, when we were talking to John Jackson Miller, he mentioned that he... <laughs> Matt is shaking his head. You're, you're bitter about it, Matthew. <laughs> I did that for a
1: <laughs> Big mad that he didn't get the sign poster. When Max and I'm I were talking mess. to John
0: Jackson Miller, hey, he mentioned hey, that... Hey, <laughs> I talked to him more than Max. That's what <laughs> works for me. When we were all talking to John Jackson Miller... There we he go. <laughs> that He mentioned um, that he had just sent in the pronunciation key to the narrator who by the way he would not tell us who the narrator is for the living force audiobook i hope it's mark thompson mm. but he said that he sends in a, pron- a pronunciation key and that really surprised me because i've wondered that before because in the high republic at least there are different pronunciations in different audiobooks on the pronunciation of Marchion or marchion row and just a couple of other little oddities that i've um caught in other books like in um Shadow of the Sith, the one with uh, Luke and Lando in between episodes six and seven, Beaumont Kin is in it, and he was the guy that is played by Dominic Monaghan in um, The Rise of Skywalker, the one that talks about dark science and cloning, the guy that plays Mary in uh, Lord of the Rings and Charlie in Lost. And the narrator very clearly just read the name Beaumont, assumed he was French, and put the thickest French <laughs> accent on this character. And I was, like, blown away because I knew the guy's name, and I, like, had to re-listen to it a few times because I was certain I was mishearing this, but they just got, someone dropped the ball there about the pronunciation or the, whatever, dialect of that character Mm because it was not a thin accent. It was 100% the Frenchest guy you've heard in Star Wars. I understand
1: pronunciation, but do you think that these actors ask the authors about dialects?
2: They should. I mean, that's an aggressive character don't. choice to just roll with as a narrator. I think it depends too on like. So I feel like some writers are probably like, "Oh yeah, like it's an actor's choice, do whatever." But I think others are like, "Oh no, this is what this person would sound like." But that's why I love that inter that. It, that's talking to John Jackson Miller. Like those those like intricate details of talking about like pronunciation keys and stuff like that. That sounds like so much fun to do. Can you imagine being like, "This is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to write a pronunciation key."
0: Yeah, that's. Ah, they have a, such a cool job.
2: Yeah, it's such a cool job. Uh again, I remember going or, back
1: to the obligation. I feel like if you had to do that, you'd actually be really annoyed. I feel like <laughs> that's, that's the same thing as like tracking or something for work and you're just yeah. like ugh.
2: Yeah. Uh that's a good point.
0: Going back to that, I remember the at prison? a <laughs> at a High Republic panel at Star Wars Celebration, Mark Thompson was talking about how he was um at a High Republic celebration panel, Mark Thompson was talking about doing the voice for Markian Rowe and that Markian Rowe was like the overarching villain of the whole high Republic era. And it's a very iconic vo- in my mind, it's a very <laughs> distinct voice. And he talked about getting the idea for it from an excerpt from the first book where it said Markian's voice, just a breath, even a whisper and some- something along those lines. But he took that little bit and made the voice and it's very, you know, breathy and quiet and, you can tell that he really dove into that one description of his voice. And I remember the authors that wrote this character talked about hearing it for the first time and they were like, wow, he sounds super cool. And so I can't even imagine like writing a character. And but was not what they him. had in mind? I mean, they wrote his voice was just a breath or a whisper, yeah. but they'd never heard it. And so, yeah, I don't know. They didn't, it's not like a director on set telling Mark mm-hmm. Thompson how to talk. There is the some, some degree of agency mm-hmm. for the narrator, but I'd love to see where that line is drawn. Is there not some sort of director? I would think that there is. That's yeah, true, but, but, they're not, like
1: start... guess, but, but because not like a creator, but it's the there. author. It wouldn't be the author, yeah. Because, I think it's I more guess... like
2: a production sound, honestly, is, yeah, I, I, I don't want imagine, I would yeah. Or there's someone probably that would be like, oh, let's do another take, that kind of thing. But also, when you, I think on that level, with narrating a book, it might be a little different, because it's, it's not really like you're doing an animated film where there's a director to be like, oh, I want you to sound more like this. I think it probably is a lot of pre-planning and probably more of like a production sound person and someone there from the company that's like, okay, yeah, let's just do another line just to make sure like things are, but I think they probably put the faith in the narrator themselves. I guess I would assume
0: i i agree but we're we're kind of diving down a pretty deep tangent now let's (laughs) start a couple other stuff that came out in 2023 that uh we didn't add on our top of the list Mm -hmm. but i'd still be remiss if we didn't talk about mandalorian season three i know i like that show more than or that season more than you guys but Mm -hmm. it was a massive part of 2023
2: yeah it was it's an odd thing because when you compare to ahsoka like we just talked about it is it is the worst season, right? Do you think it's the worst, least your least favorite season, though? I don't, I can't remember. That was the first that's two episodes a, we've done.
0: That's such a hole or a corner you're talking me into. I mean, probably, no, yeah, no, but... no,
2: not to talk, not to talk in the corner, but it is, it is an odd thing, though, to be like, we've had maybe one of the best seasons of Star Wars we've ever had, but also maybe debatably one of the worst, next to a book of Boba Fett. Um, so it was, it's an odd thing, I think, to be like, yes, we had some amazing highs in star in, in Mandalorian, but we've also had some very questionable there's a lot of question marks around that season but yeah i agree i mean star wars is fun to watch so yes i was very excited to see those characters again on on, on screen and i you said it was a very big part of the the beginning of last year which mm-hmm. is crazy
1: i just looked it up to fact check it for myself because as you said that i was like wow i totally forgot about that did not realize that, that was Mando this season
2: year. three was this year yeah, yeah
0: or last year 2023 yeah happy new year
2: happy new year folks
0: uh see you sammy i'm just kidding <laughs> back sammy hold on (laughs) not to go backward but uh mark thompson actually does (laughs) follow us on tiktok because what he's one of i think he's actually the only person that we follow on tiktok and follows us back and it's he's or whatever in tiktok is one of our friends because of that fact well send that message whenever i uh upload a new video on tiktok i always watch his tiktoks because it goes straight to your friends and he he does not post much so i've seen like the same couple tiktoks from him
2: a lot. Max is... I can see Max scheming right yep, now. The wheels are turning. We should okay. send him a message. I would love to talk to him about... I mean, all the intricate... I would love to go to A down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. I
0: would want him to say my name in all these characters' voices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, th- there's the intro. We got John Williams scoring. But
0: <laughs> I wonder if that's a, a copyright thing. These voices to be...
2: With Star Wars, potentially. Just the how voice? Does, how do you how does that a work? Voice? I have no
0: idea. If you do that voice
1: for some, no, there's no way.
0: No, especially Mark Thompson <laughs> can just go around and do this voice at will. You know, that's yeah. true. Well, does I'll he have a responsibility he, to start... a
2: legal responsibility to Lucasfilm to not abuse that voice? That's what I was gonna say. It's probably not a legal thing. But it's probably not. It's probably frowned upon if he it was like, hey, so we've seen you've been doing a lot of podcasts, and for some reason you've just been speaking like Mace Windu the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but look that is probably an odd that is probably weirdly know, but send a message let's get
0: let's going yeah maybe we will um other things that came out in 2023 uh the games only one game jedi survivor yep. i'm the only one that played it i gave it a pretty harsh review in my rogue one <laughs> you gave it a b i think because <laughs> like, i reviewed it not as Luke, a video game thing you, you were like
2: you you were like <laughs> you were, would not play again not interested eight out of five <laughs> or eight out
0: of ten sorry as a video game i loved it because it was star wars as a star wars thing i didn't love it that much as a video game like it was it's hard when it's a sequel to such a great game like yeah. jedi fallen order and so it doesn't really do that much new stuff gameplay or story wise and it's like why if i'm gonna get this story i could just get it in like a comic book playing the game is not that much more rewarding to me relative to the time commitment that it requires. I do think
2: that games like that should be a single standalone game because you just said you it's hard games treat themselves on the foot i think when they're like okay how do we up this now and i think like I, th- I said this in your review as well it's like the arkham games did it perfectly where it's like hey we have the technology to make a whole arkham city but you know what let's start with asylum first and then build up to it and i think it's one of those things where like that game did it perfectly like the mechanics were slightly different but the story was really what you're there for and the same thing with giant survivor and that and uh, fallen order is just like okay well like it's Cal Kessis going on this journey, but there's not much new, new gameplay wise. And it's like, how much am I invested in the character? It, it, those games are better off of like, of like one-off games. Same thing with poten- the potential eclipse. It's like, Oh, it's a great star Wars game, but you can move on and it's, it's okay. Start yeah. introducing those characters in live action. Once the game is set up
0: capital, uh, capital letters on that potential. I don't <laughs> yes, think that's is ever yeah. going to come
2: out uh, in quotes. Um,
0: Another thing in 2023, no movies. Yeah. I'm getting pretty ready for another Star Wars movie. I, if you told me in 2019 when The Rise of Skywalker came out that 2023 would come and go and we would not just have another year with no movies since The Rise of Skywalker, but we're not even close. Like, there's not one going to be in 2024, hopefully yeah. 2025, it, if this yeah. Ray movie doesn't fall through the cracks, which I think I would not to be surprised 50, if it 50. did. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't
2: we say, or not didn't, didn't we say, but didn't, wasn't, uh, there's rumors, there's always rumors, but they'd potentially start filming in, like, March of this year? the ray movie that yeah oh especially that's what i didn't see that. especially with um the the director just saying that quote i feel like they're gear they are gearing up to do something it when feels did they, like
0: when do they announce cast they haven't announced any cast beside daisy ridley they would have to do that that's at true least before they start filming i
2: don't think so they we, i was working on a show um for amazon and they the sh- the show was shot the season two is written and they didn't even announce the cast yet so i that that definitely can be it, it's all up to them how they want to release that stuff to be honest wow that,
0: that's interesting mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to them starting I've said many times before keep your work out of the news until it's actually concrete work yep. and you can have something to talk about I would love it if they just started but, making it and didn't yeah. make a big fuss I about also, what it might be
2: I also think the sequel trilogy as we always talk about is is underappreciated and I think it will, they'll get an rep- appreciation for it and I think which is gonna be crazy it'll be five years since Rise of Skywalker came out um, without a movie presumably and mm-hmm. so after this year so I feel like and this, we're only a couple days in to 2024 but you know if this full year i assume there's not gonna be a star wars movie um uh, maybe five full years since it uh you know one has come out and so i feel like that is a good amount of distance i think to reset and recalibrate they did them they did they did the tv show thing i think they've kind of started perfecting it with andor and ahsoka so they can keep that train rolling plus kind of get back on that movie train make them special occasions i think we'll be in a great spot
1: i think it's all a balancing act and all the major production companies are trying to figure out where we are exactly in the streaming wars specifically Hell. because obviously there was a huge push for like original content tv shows and everything and i think it's going to be weird when we look back on this period of star wars where it's like oh yeah that was when we just got tons and tons of tv shows yep. and then they announced like these three movies right and they for some reason announced them said they were going to be like in consecutive years or something yeah i think they might have even said two of them would be in the same year i forget hmm. again we don't report the news, um, but. <laughs> Like, if, if that is the case, and we get a movie in, like, 25, 26, and 27, like, that would just be crazy how there was, like, such a push for TV shows, and then all of a sudden we just got, like, a bunch of new movies. Yeah, it's because TV it's shows like, are
2: unprofitable now. You know what I mean? Like, they 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 did it. That's they, the pro- it's, they're it's, trying to figure it out. Did yeah. you see the Discovery and HBO thing? That Like, that huge merger, and now they're just, like, they lost like, so much money, they're, like, looking to fold it into Paramount? No, Paramount? I did not see yeah. Paramount's going to come out the winner. Not with HBO, but with, with Discovery. I don't understand how people, they can't see things. There's things with numbers and stuff, but it's like, we as the audience were like, that. this seems like a bad idea when it happened. And it was. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Anyway, anyway other 2023 stories we had, uh, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. I am not caught up on those, but another 40th anniversary of the an original trilogy. I hope that they start doing, I guess the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace came and went, maybe... 30th anniversary in 2029. That's a long time from now. I think that'll be the next, from a certain point of view, book we get. Uh, There's no way they wait till 2039.
1: No, we we might get Phantom Menace 25 years.
0: 25 years? That'd be nice.
2: I'd also like to see it in theaters.
1: I mean, we're we're already getting a Mace Windu book, a Mace Windu comic, The Living Force.
2: Yeah,
0: they're doing
1: a lot of Phantom Menace era
0: stuff next year. And they year.
2: did 45 years of you know in theaters of Return of the Jedi. So why not do 25 of Phantom?
0: That was 40 years. For- was it? 2023 to 83.
2: Yeah. I was just saw it. <laughs> I knew what year it came out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, There was also the Kira book, Crimson Climb. Did you, did anyone read that? That just came out
2: this year. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate I thought you thought looking at me when you said that, knowing I didn't.
0: <laughs> we should read more. Comments. I would that love was on to my... get to a point where we, between the three of us, read all of these stories. Yep. We're all having kids this year, so it's going to be tough.
2: <laughs> but um, Together too, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> that one kid is going to be so lovely <laughs> um,
2: no I, that was my resolution was to read a book and I, I you know I've never had a kid this is the first kid and am very excited but I, I, I do want to one of my part of my resolutions like in my personal life is just to be able to like enjoy life a little bit more in the fact of like taking a step back from just like things like this podcast no from uh, <laughs> from bastard. from you know just being able to slow down a little bit and so hopefully being able to read and just you know not be as go 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 as you know enjoy having a child and reading Star Wars books
0: mm-hmm. yeah. oh, what a life you know Um, Max, you're kind of our comics guy. What do you think about comics in 2023? We had the Star Wars mainline, Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, Bounty Hunters, the crossovers, Hidden Empire and Dark Droids. Uh, yeah, Hidden Empire.
1: Um, I did like that crossover event a lot. There was kind of three different crossover events happening. It was like a trilogy, uh, or the Bounty Hunters, Crimson, Rain, and then Hidden Empire.
0: They were all good. Uh, Hidden Empire was the only one that came out in 2023, so... Keep your mind on straight. <laughs> oh, was it? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't um, matter. Oh, that was a trilogy. I, I guess that does make sense partner. because,
1: um, the like you said, the Dark Droid story arc as well. That one, like, literally just wrapped up. Um, and I think they try to do, like, one crossover event uh, per year. So um, I'm actually in the process of reading that one right now. And uh, stay tuned. I'm probably going to do a uh, Rogue one on it in uh, February or March where I w- I'll break down the uh, Dark Droids comic uh, crossover event.
0: Love it. Are you reading just the five-issue actual crossover series, or are you reading all of the crossover event issues in Star Wars and Darth Vader and Bounty Hunters? And uh, there's, there's like
1: two uh, series that are kind of uh, ongoing with the event. There's the Dark Droids story, and then there's the, a D-Squad uh, series as well. So definitely both of those. And then, uh, yeah, my goal is to also read all the, all the um, tie-ins from uh the star wars mainline darth vader dr afra and bounty hunters
0: nice i look forward to that um anyone else have anything else from 2023 that they would like to talk about like personal stuff
2: we started the podcast. That was a big deal. That's what's going
0: to go down in my mind for the best Star Wars of 2023.
2: Same. I know we all talked, we were talking about that, and I. yeah, I mean, this is super exciting to be able to, you know, record. I know, like, in our intro joke, if anybody goes back and listens to the crawl, as we call it, was just like, yeah, the three friends decide to, um, you know, record our conversations because after every episode of after every random thing, the three of us, I think, view Star Wars at least semi-similarly. I think Max and I view it very on the same page, at least movie-wise, I know you like, I mean, I guess maybe you guys do too. Maybe it's like, maybe you're the, 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 the middle Luke of, of seeing Star Wars in different ways. But I think, um, yeah, I love that role. We're able to, we're able to, um, yeah it'll be you know all stick with Star wars and really appreciate it and go overboard with like our knowledge of it specifically you guys with comics and stuff and it's been great to be able to talk about stuff yeah I mean obviously like you said yeah start the podcast has been a blast to do and to get feedback and reception that people like it and reach out to us and you know hopefully think we like again we don't break news but we at least we hopefully we say semi interesting things or things that people get pissed off about or have some sort of emotion to and so we we appreciate that I like to think
0: that some of our listeners have had the same experiences we had when we were like looking for star Wars podcasts or YouTube channels. Yeah. And we would watch some and be like, I don't like you. I know that's a- <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. name names or anything. No, I, I probably couldn't off the top of my head. And anyway. you're saying you
1: want our fans to have that same experience.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope that they Go have start about podcast. those other no. ones. And yeah. but they like us because like yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we try to be likable and yes. nice
2: and I don't know I don't know, hopefully people fun I, we, we have inside jokes and we have inside jokes for, with, with each other that I feel like the audience has been picking up on which is fun but I also feel like hopefully not too inside baseball kind of with that stuff because I feel like when we jumped in to watch a couple podcasts or listen to podcasts it was really hard to get into because we're just like we just want to hear these people talk about Star Wars and be interesting and, uh, and again say information that we don't know or say information that like a take that we didn't think of but um we had a hard time finding that and maybe it's because they've been doing it longer and they were just like we don't have legs for this or maybe they're Mm -hmm. just like this is what we have to do so maybe we'll get there one but one day i don't think we think we have a lot of longevity and before we hit that wall we're just like i don't know we have to i don't know i think it's been a blast though
0: and then the last thing for 2023 closing out the year the biggest moment in my year, mm-hmm. that Kit Fisto mask. That, oh, that was the moment. Got me. Oh,
2: yes. Absolutely love it. I just rewatched
0: Put it, that it video. every morning as I walk from my uh, bedside to my bathroom. Look no, myself you don't.
1: <laughs> I do keep it right there in my bedroom. You want that to be the first thing you see of yourself when you wake up in
0: the morning? Yeah, then I take off the mask and I'm disappointed that I have to spend another day with the skin.
2: <laughs> Luke, do, the implications that you have the, the mask in your bedroom and you're having a child this year. <laughs> really? Don't... Second child. Yes. Yeah. Second child. First child with the mask, though. Just right. Staring at you.
0: Right. Boy, that next kid's gonna love Capisto even more. I'm gonna be in the delivery room wearing <laughs> my mask.
1: <laughs> you imagine? That's gonna be the first thing this child sees during the world.
2: Just, I just rewatched the video of you opening that mask up because it gives me so much joy. Oh my god, it's so funny. <sighs> OBGs
0: already hate. Men, in my opinion, every OBF met has just hated me for being there and being a boy. I imagine if I, if my wife's in the middle of delivering a baby, and I just put on my kid fistom mask, they would kick me out. Yeah,
2: maybe, just maybe not. Coming
1: then. in, elbowing the nurse. I'll I'll cut the umbilical cord
2: <laughs> with a <the> lightsaber. <laughs> the well, plastic. lightsaber
0: scissors. I brought these from home. <laughs> <laughs> like the most dull things in the world because they're for four year olds. Ugh. That's actually kind of a weird tangent to get on. Maybe you should cut that up. And then <laughs> edit it out a little. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it ends up. But thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. Be like Mark Thompson. Follow us on TikTok, and yeah. uh, we'll see you next week.
2: Yeah, see you, Sammy.